Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today is Sunday, June 28th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, episode 365 with my producer and sometimes host of this show, Evan Valenti, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today for your exclusive sign-up bonus. Okay, everybody, we are back. Welcome back. Welcome in. It's been a little while. I know it hasn't been that long, I guess, Ev. It's been maybe... Uh, feels like a, it's been 18 years, to be Feels honest. like it's been a million years, but it's yeah. been, uh, what, a, a month, month and a half maybe since we last had a show. And I don't know, I, I guess the best way I can tell people to look at it is, you know, sports talk radio, if you ever listen to it, and I'm sure people do. I know you do. I do. It's you know, it's like when, when the hosts take a, a summer vacation and you, and you have all the fill-ins. And I know it's like the show must go on, except we took a, a little bit of a hiatus because there were no sports. <laughs> there still technically are no sports, but at least we have a plan now. And uh, before I dive in, before we dive in, I just want to tell you that today's show, Triumphant Return to Celtics Beat, I want to take a moment to acknowledge our tremendous presenting sponsor, Bet Online, where, of course, there is no shortage of action to wager on with sports like the PGA Tour, UFC, NASCAR, others all back, NBA, NHL, MLB, WNBA, MLS, all right around the corner in the next month or so. If, of course, and it's a big if, everything goes as planned during a wildly unpredictable pandemic that has put all of us in this position. So we greatly appreciate Bet Online support, patience with us during our sports less hiatus you might say and uh, we can assure them all our advertisers most importantly you the listener we are back on a weekly basis thrilled to have sports with us during such a difficult different frustrating time all that said let's do what bet online does right let's focus on sports and let's do what this podcast does let's focus on the celtics ev and it has been unusual going back to the stoppage on what was it, March 11th, I believe it was, that we had that last game. So it has been a few months. It has been weird more than anything else. It's hard to find the right words for it because, you know, in some ways, like you said, it feels like it's been years. In other ways, it sort of feels like we just had sports and and not, you know, maybe it's between the last dance and some of the other 30 for 30s and re-watching old games. It doesn't really feel like, I don't know, in in some ways, I keep saying that, but in some ways it doesn't really feel like it's been that, that long. Like we, we haven't just been totally shut down, but in reality it, it has been months. So it'll be great when everything comes back here pretty soon. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to fight you on that. Cause if you go back the last game was March 10th, Celtics won against the Pacers. I don't remember this game at all mm-hmm. whatsoever. They won 114, 111. <laughs> I remember the two losses before that Utah and Oklahoma city, they had chances to win both those games at home. Boston yeah. did. And they blew both of them. Um, but it's been – and by the time we actually play games, it's going to be four months since they've played a game. 
And that's, wow. and it, that's an insanely long time. Um, because again, you, you're, you have the normal NBA calendar where you have continuous play and then you have the playoffs and then you have that four month break where mm-hmm. some stuff happens, right? Cause the NBA has become a 365 sport. You have the off season where free agency has now mm-hmm. become like the sexiest part of the NBA. Who cares about playing games anymore? It's all about sure. trades and where everybody's going to free agency. And then the draft happens. And then you have like a dead month where like baseball, is kind of getting towards the end, but it's not quite there yet. Uh, football training camp has started, but that's like kind of early in that. So there's like this little dead zone of nothing in sports, and that's usually the hardest month. Um, since we've gone through this, I will never complain about that one month of like dead time in <laughs> like March. Or it's like February because you're not quite at March Madness yet, and it's just after the Super Bowl. That one month is tough. And then this month in the summertime is always really tough. I'll never complain about either of those ever again because at least there'll be something on TV for me to watch, unlike right now where you can – I mean, look, golf's back. Thankfully, golf is back. NASCAR is back. There's been UFC events. Soccer's doing its thing. So it's not like we're totally out of the woods. We're, we have nothing but the main sports that we're all interested in right now, uh, the NBA picking up where it left off, starting the playoffs, NHL getting ready for the playoffs, which is I, – I love the NHL playoffs, and, of course, mm-hmm. baseball starting. So we're, we're getting sort of back to normal. But the, the past three months have been a little brutal for sure. Um, MJ's doc, you know, obviously helped us out a little bit. But other than that, yeah. it's been just really, really tough. I guess there's a part of me that that sort of feels like, what is time? You know, (laughs) weekday, weekend, it all blends together. Kids being at home, homeschooling, school's out now for the summer. But there are so few camps or or programs or places that, you know, like local pools will be closed, whatever. And stuff, there's there's a gradual reopening, I know, uh, at least for us here in Massachusetts. It's different for everybody all across the world. I don't know where you're listening, uh, in in the States or, or Canada or elsewhere, but it's it's different for everywhere. And I think that's as good a place to begin and uh, in a roundabout way, because I want to tell you the Celtics just in the last couple of days, along with the rest of the NBA released the resumption schedule, you know, the eight regular season games. And then of course it's the traditional 16 game playoff and a, a winner will be crowned come, you know, the, the fall basically, but just to look at the Celtics press release uh, to give you the, the important details. So it says as part of the agreement, remaining games for the 22 teams involved in this season's resumption held at Walt Disney world facilities, the arena, the HP Fieldhouse, and uh, the visa athletic center at ESPN wide world, of sports complex, no fans in attendance, no kidding. The restart will begin with each participating team playing eight seeding games as selected from the remaining regular season matchups, all eight of Boston's matchups, which range from July 31st through August 13th broadcast live NBC sports, Boston. You can find them there. Six of the eight currently scheduled to air nationally, ABC, ESPN, TNT Celtics, Pick up at 43 and 21, fifth best record throughout the NBA going into this situation, which is still kind of crazy when you think about all the inconsistencies and injuries, if we can remember that far back that they had over the course of the year. So in some ways, this pandemic, this stoppage, it benefits them just from a, a getting healthy standpoint, but that's true of everybody else as well. You know, the Sixers, they had a lot of injury concerns once upon a time, seemingly no longer the case, but this schedule Friday, July 31st, basically a month from now, Milwaukee, it is a quote-unquote away game. That stuff doesn't matter. All these games are in Orlando, but it's uh, at Milwaukee, if you will, followed by versus Portland at Miami versus uh, Brooklyn at Toronto versus Orlando. Real home court advantage there. Uh, at Memphis and versus Washington. Those are the eight games between the 31st and the 13th. But 
I mentioned, you know, roundabout way of talking about where things are in the world. In Orlando right now, if people have been paying attention, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you're an NBA fan and therefore you have been, cases have been spiking in Orlando and in that region, you know, where just in that county, you have had more positive coronavirus tests than you have had in something like 40 states of late. It has been really bad. So not to... I don't know, not to be kind of the, the wet blanket, Evan, in, in the, the big return of no, this show in the excitement of, of us being back. I am increasingly skeptical that this is even going to happen in the first place. Yeah. Uh, the numbers aren't great. Come out of Florida. Uh, you know, thoughts, prayers, good vibes, all those things sent down to people currently in Florida who are going through this right now. I know it's not fun. Um, but I'm kind of with you. And this has been, a, I think, a, a theory or at least a, a, a talking point on Twitter. Does this even, do we, should we even do this? I mean, is this really is it worth it? Is this really necessary? And I, and you know, you have a couple of guys, you know, laying out, you know, Davis Bertans, he's about to get paid. He's like, Nope, I'm not getting injured. I'm not getting a coronavirus, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm about to get the first and probably only big contract he's going to ever get. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally get that. Avery Bradley has a yep. son who has um, a preexisting condition and Avery Bradley's like, Nope, I'm not doing that. Salute to you. Be with your family. Yeah. It's more and important. he's a Laker. That's a yeah. that's a championship favorite. Yeah, that's the, well. Your family's more important than that. So I, I totally get Avery Bradley. Salute you, a Trevor Ariza, a, a, a custody situation that I'm sure isn't easy. It's like you know what? Nope, not doing this. Going to spend time with my son. Totally, totally think that's great. Um, and I I'm surprised that we haven't seen more people like that back out. I'll be honest with you. I, I think, and I, I know Commissioner Silver has done a great job trying to appease all the parties here. I totally get that. And he's trying to find the safest way to do this. I just have a problem with, I don't think there's really a totally safe way to do this. Mm -mm. If people from Disney that work there can come in and out of the bubble as they, as as they please, right? Those guys can kind of be locked down, but you have people going in and out. And that's, that kind of defeats the purpose of this sort of, so bubble here. I know they say it's safe. Um, and I hope it is, uh, but I have my doubts. I really do. And at the end of the day, like, are we really going to send hundreds of people down to, to, to Disney World down in Florida um, and to, to play basketball games when the odds of them getting sick are, like, higher right now than they've ever been? So, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they pulled the – well, I would be in a way, um, but I, I would commend the league if they were to say, you know what, no, this isn't worth it. It just it, just too many people can get sick. Well, it sounds like based, this isn't inside information, it's based on what you read out there that if, I think somebody even tweeted this the other day, that if there's a rash of positive tests in Orlando, you know, Adam Silver acknowledged like, yeah, we may have to pull the plug on this thing. And I just think, you know, it speaks to what you were just talking about. That's kind of the last thing the league wants to have to deal with. It's either, you know, everybody go there and do this and play through it, or just don't, don't waste the time. And it's, you know, for anybody, there's, there are really, we're not naive, right? We're adults here. Not, not everybody maybe is. If, Speak if, for yourself. If right you're now. listening. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know what? You think like an adult, you act like an adult, you own a home, you're an adult. Sure. The, uh, so. <laughs> you know, we, we, we know what this is. This is not after nine 11, for instance, where it's man, let's, when sports comes back, it's gonna, it's going to really revitalize the nation and bring us back together. And I mean, there are elements of that, but this is financially driven for every no league. Question. This is not this the no NBA. question. 
yeah, this is not like just the NBA. This is this is MLB where you've had some owners say behind the scenes, like, you know what? I think we'd stand to lose less money by not coming back because our teams blow. But you have, and it's different than the NBA because they're it's all playoff possible teams that are coming back, not unlike the NHL and their two bubble cities, wherever those wind up being Las Vegas and a Canadian city in all likelihood. But even that hasn't been determined yet because there's so much unpredictability throughout the world. This is, this is money driven. This is players wanting to get paid. This is the league wanting to make its money. This is obviously fulfilling these giant broadcast agreements for the postseason Turner and ESPN and, you know, under that Disney umbrella, obviously owning ESPN and ABC and so on, it's that is what this is about. All right. So let's not be delusional and think that it's anything else. This is this is money first and foremost. And I'm just not sure it's worth it. And there's so many different sides of this that you can look at. And you did a great job outlining a, bu- a bunch of them. But as far as the most important, most important of this whole thing goes without saying it's health and safety for everybody involved, workers at Disney staff of teams, players, coaches, the list, anybody that I'm not naming, health and safety. That is what it is all about right now. I was texting with a buddy the other day who's a teacher and a huge NBA fan who thinks the whole world is stupid and is is just the, you know, the ultimate, like, why in the hell are they doing this? Why is anybody doing this? Why is anybody going out and not socially distancing? Why is anybody going out and not wearing a mask? Why is anybody within two feet of anybody else in life right now? What is with you idiots? I mean, like everybody should be bunkered down in a cabin in the middle of nowhere individually. That is the way he thinks. But he's saying, look, I mean, I'm a teacher. If I'm going back to work, if I am in the classroom teaching people in the fall, I'm less safe than these people who are, you know, than, than these players in a bubble. Right. So, you know, if, if you want to look at it that way, then what the hell? Sure. Go for it. I, I guess, you know, give it a chance. But I just I am fearful, like we said, of this thing coming to a crashing end, either kind of before it gets started or or once it gets underway and you have all these teams there. I didn't realize at the beginning of this whole thing, something that you brought up. It's a very important detail. And I think a lot of people weren't really thinking about it at the beginning that most importantly, the bubble wasn't truly a bubble that that Disney employees were going to be coming in and out as their shifts go. That in itself is not a bubble. You right. know, you can say that players, you can't go out coaches, you can't go out and, and then it becomes, and we can get into this in a little bit, the, the, the test of, of endurance mentally, emotionally, you know, psychologically, all of those things, but just sheer physical behavior. How safe are they? Uh, and it, I would feel way better about this whole thing if Florida wasn't going through this massive spike that they're currently going through. Yeah. Like if, if you had taken like, and we're fortunate here in Massachusetts where the numbers have been under control. Um, I'm not totally sure in terms of like county wise where you're at Adam, but where I am in Berkshire County, our numbers are tremendous. And, you know, you can kind of, you know, ease up a little bit. Everybody's still wearing a mask, you know, and, 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 and all these things, but our numbers here are, 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 are terrific. In Florida, they're spiking to be an all-time high. And that's where you're like, wait a minute. Okay, we're about to send all these people down there into a hot spot to play, to play basketball. You're like, if, I, know, I know they would never do this, but if we could send everybody to New Zealand and just have <laughs> games in New Zealand yeah. uh, where they've completely eliminated this thing and they have like, fans inside stadiums watching soccer games, which is totally awesome. I'm super jealous. Um, if we were to send them there, uh, I would feel way better about this whole entire situation, but we're not doing that. 
I don't think New Zealand wants us to go there anyway, uh, just because they got rid of it. But uh, that's that's my big concern here is you're going to have it, it, it's not like it is on the way down or trending in a, in a, in a positive direction. No, there's, this is this is like sheer. If you look at the graphs that they have. It's like a sheer spike upwards yeah. for what's happening in Florida right now and in, in a couple other states in the south. Um, and it's just scary. And it's like, okay, are we really? Do we really need to do this? I know there's a lot of money at stake. I totally get it. And when you're a billionaire and own all these teams and you. It, it, you hate losing money probably more than the average human being does because you just you have so much of it, but you hate losing it. I totally get it. I mm-hmm. understand it, uh, but I think it's a little selfish, a little bit. Um, and I understand. Look, look, I understand players. Like, look, we got to we got to you know feed our families, take care of people. Like, we need paychecks. Totally get that too. Um, but all of us regular humans are also struggling with this. Okay, so what, let us figure out what we need to do first, and then we'll worry about things that are uh, you know. I know sports are important, but they're not that important. Uh, we'll get to that stuff later. You know, we need we need people to sort of resume their normal lives before like NBA superstars and baseball players and football players resume theirs. So again, I um, I'm skeptical this is going to work. Uh, I would love for it to work. It would be just it just be great to feel normal again to watch. Like I trust me, if everything goes to plan on on March or not March on Friday, uh, July 31st. Yeah, when the C's tip off against the Bucks, I'm gonna be in front of my TV on Twitter, ready to go, probably with several drinks in my hand, uh, ready to ready to party it up and watch the C's again. Um, but I just have I have a hard time envisioning that actually happening without something going wrong, and that's and that's I think that should be the first thing we think about, not like, hey, when do we get sports back on TV again? Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm we're gonna. We're fine, right? We've been fine. And maybe not everyone has been fine, obviously, from a health standpoint or financially or all the important concerns in the world. With regard to sports, we've been fine. It's not, you know, you haven't run into anyone, I'm guessing, that it's like, oh, my God, when are we going to see games again? I can't even function right now. How am I going to – I. I, I can't talk to anybody. I can't, I just, I need to be left alone until we see games on TV. I need live sports. Like that's not, we've been fine. There are more important things in the world. I mean, we can't see loved ones. My parents cannot physically touch or hug their grandkids. And I am far from the only one in that boat. The vast majority of people are in that boat. You maybe have not been able to see your parents or any siblings or like go out and, and, and hang out with friends just to, to have a drink from closer than six feet, even if the numbers are better in your area. Like it's, it, it can only be so relaxed. And then, you know, so let's, I don't know. We can go on and on and yeah, on and on. And I think on we, about we, we, we got, we've, it, we've got the, this topic. T- look, we're both skeptical of this whole thing going down. It's just, it's, I hope it does. I hope things go well. I hope everybody stays safe, but I, I'm just skeptical about the whole thing. I don't know. If All right. So let's, let's tell you this, you know, because hopefully sports does return. And uh, again, shout out to our presenting sponsor, betonline.ag, where once again, no shortage of action going on at our exclusive betting partner. Sports are slowly making their way back. UFC, NASCAR, soccer leading the way. Bet online has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. And on top of that, let's say the NBA returns, folks. That's what we all want, as long as it is safe to do so. NBA futures, the Lakers, plus 225 to win the championship. The Clippers, plus 300. Bucks, plus 325. The Celtics, they're right there in the conversation, although not nearly 
with odds like that, plus 1,200. If you need more, there's lots of it. BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, UFC happening every day live for you to check out. So if you're looking for something else other than sports, that's perfectly fine. There's BetOnline, it has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, all the best props in the business. Trust me, I wouldn't just sell you on that. Go to it, check out the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Join now to receive your new welcome bonus. Start playing today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So what, are the ra- what, are the, what are the Raptors, out of curiosity? Raptors are plus 2,500. All right, folks, here's what you do. This That's is, what happens when you don't have Kawhi Leonard, by the way. This is this is well. I'm telling you right now, I, this is going to be weird. Hey, hey, look, we can all pick the Bucks, Clippers, and Lakers, right? Sure. I would rather do it this way. I'd have multiple shots of the dartboard. I would take Boston plus 1,200 is nice. The Raptors plus what a 2,500. What yep. was that number? Yep. That's an excellent number. You talked about not to talk more about gambling here, but you talked about the Celtics getting healthy. The Raptors have been the most banged up team of the entire season, and they finally got a chance to get healthy again too. So I would take two or three teams, not trying to give anybody advice here. Well, what and about I, the Sixers at plus 2,800 now that that's, you know Embiid and Simmons are back? If you believe in that you know, court construction, sure. I don't totally believe in that works, but whatever. Uh, you could take all th- those three teams and just say, we'll, t- we'll throw a little money at each. You got three different chances to win. I think that's a smarter play. Other than that, let's just take the Lakers or the Clippers or the or the Bucks. Although the Bucks, you know, I know we forgot this, but the Bucks had like the best point differential in the NBA history. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're gonna take anybody, maybe just take the Bucks because they're historically great. But so uh, along those lines, let's let's pick up right with that because I think a lot of people are obviously, whether from a betting standpoint, thinking about what the odds are and and what the possibilities are financially, but. And I alluded to this earlier because I, I've had conversations recently with the voices of the Celtics, both of them, TV and radio, Mike Gorman and Sean Grandy. And just, a, okay, does the, it's been a popular question. Does this season deserve an asterisk if, in fact, they're able to return for whoever the champion is? And, yeah, uh, clearly. But it doesn't mean it's an asterisk in a bad way. It's just an acknowledgement that it's a different season. You could make the case that, this asterisk, this champion is more, you know, it's, it's, this is a tougher title to win than most when you consider that no fans, no home court advantage. You're not in your own buildings. You're not in your own familiarity. You're not in your own beds, your own homes, your own area, your own climate, your, your own anything, just your, your comfort zone. Now you're not traveling. So there's an advantage there as well. You know, everybody is, is all in the same place. But there is a real psychological, emotional, mental toll that, quite frankly, goes beyond the physical of getting back into game shape and, you know, where you need to be. And, you know, Jason Tatum, all those weeks and months without a basketball hoop and guys who haven't been able to get in the gym yet, or even if they have, it's been in small groups and they haven't played competitively against one another because, again, you can't get too close. You got to be safe. You know, I don't remember if it was Gorman or Grandy that said this to me. It was one of them. The just the 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 mental part of okay, it's going to be how many weeks or months before I can have any family here in this bubble with me? I'm going to, you know, between the, the start of the regular season, end of the playoffs, am I really going to go to Disney, uh, lockdown, so to speak, in, in this bubble environment 
for four months chasing this? Or at a certain point in time, is it just going to be, uh, am I going to be over it? Is this just not worth it for me? What players are going to feel that way versus a coach that just says, maybe Brad Stevens, you know, has started to have these conversations among other coaches with their players that are part of this 22 game or 22 team resumption. Okay. It, it's, it's about, you know, will to win is kind of a cliche in sports. I think sometimes, but in this tournament, this format, will to win is as important as anything. You know, which players are just going to bear down and say, this sucks, screw it, we're battling through it, we want to come out on top, which is what, circling back to bet online and what you were saying about the Raptors or anybody else that has longer odds, what really evens the playing field? Yeah, I think this format is obviously something that we hopefully don't duplicate ever again. Sure. Um, but I think this format favors teams that are, that have a lot of mental toughness. I think because again, you're you're out of your you're out of your your element, so to speak, right? You talk about no home court advantage, the 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 ability to to not sleep in your own bed or have the same diet or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. This is going to take a lot of mental toughness from a lot of these teams, and I think that favors teams with veterans on it. So I think you look at the Lakers and LeBron, who's been through everything you could possibly imagine. Mm. You know, LeBron looks at this is like, oh, well, this is just a new challenge. Sure, I've but I've you know, we were down three one to the greatest team of all time. So I think we can handle this, right? And he has Anthony Davis with him, so it's not like he's not going to have help. Um, you know, Kawhi Leonard, who battled through injury last year to get to the playoffs, battled through that injury throughout the playoffs, and won an unbelievable title with the Toronto Raptors, albeit against a banged up Golden State team, but I still pulled it off. So I still, you know, you look at at the, the Clippers as a team with a lot of mental toughness on it. Um, that's sort of been a staple of Brad Stevens' teams throughout his tenure. You know, this is, a, this is a, a group of guys normally um, who don't, like, get too high or too low. They sort of ride the wave as their coach does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have younger players, obviously. This is one of the younger teams left. Um, you know, Gordon Hayward being 30 is their oldest player, which is a pretty unbelievable thing. Um, but you know, they have some mentally tough guys on that team. You have Jalen and Tatum who've been through the playoffs before and gotten pretty far, you know, lost to LeBron in game seven, Tatum's first year. Um, but those guys went toe to toe with LeBron and, and didn't back down, uh, until about the fourth quarter where they just, they just fell flat. Um, smart is always just a mentally tough guy. Look at Kemba Walker, who's been through a lot, just not just in the NBA, but in college too. Um, you know, winning the Big East the way he did and then going for the NCAA tournament the way he did to win that as well um, is quite insane, you know, and and they have some good role players. But I think this is you, – you mentioned about, you know, the mental capacity, the emotional capacity of some of these guys. That's going to be the big test here. I mean, look, these are all professional athletes. I'm sure some of them have stayed in relatively good shape. I mean, look at, like, Nikola Jokic who got super skinny. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure guys have been, you know, talking to their trainers, talking with their coaches – you know, watching film, trying to, you know, stay somewhat in relatively good shape. It's not game shape, but it's good shape. Um, but I think the mental capacity is is going to be the bigger test than it's ever been. I, re- I really believe that because I do such an unusual thing to happen. This has never happened before. You're going to be in a gym where you haven't played. Like, like there are summer league gyms, and most of these guys haven't played a summer league in quite some time, right? You know, yeah. so it's not like they these guys know these gyms. They don't know the way the ball bounces off the rim. They don't they don't know a lot of things. The depth perception is going to be different. There's going to be no fans there, so the energy's gone. I mean, it's just going to be really weird. Again, mentally tough teams, well prepared teams, so teams that have great coaches, 
So you look at the Bucks with Mike Budenholzer. What a great coach. Nick Nurse. We know how good Nick Nurse is. He's a tremendous coach. Rick Carlisle in the West. Uh, you have a, uh, you know, Popovich, whether he goes or not. I don't know. That's, that's just something that's kind of up in the air, I think, maybe. Yeah. Cause he's in that age where, you know, maybe you don't want to go. Um, those teams with good coaches, mentally tough teams, veteran players, those teams are going to be the ones that have the easier time, I think. I wonder how it all unfolds, and that's, you know, ignoring the will-they-won't-they they in terms of the restart. This is just for this sake of this conversation, it's, yeah, of course, they're going to be there, and and then what happens? And I wonder kind of how all these players come together from a bonding standpoint. This is going to be unlike anything any of these players, these teams have experienced. Like, how long have we, I guess a dozen years, right, have we harped on that season opening 2008 week-long trip or whatever it was oh, yeah, to Italy, Rome yeah. that, uh, that the 2008 champs went on. Well, all right, these teams are about to be bonded uh, in, in ways like they never even fathomed for months if things go well. That's if things go well. And even if things don't go well, it's still like five or six weeks. So, I mean, you're going to have teams that are closer and more united than ever. You may have some friction and teams falling apart and, and some uh, off-season movement that comes directly as a result of it. There, I, Who knows what to expect from this thing? But, yeah, I, I do put the Celtics as a team that, that has a, a real shot. I don't think this is – as much as the format is standard, and what I mean by that is once they get to a 16-game playoff and the other – Six teams are are ousted at that point after any sort of possible play-in tournament, obviously, in the East. The West is all set up. But once you figure that out and you get your 16, as you know, Michael Jordan was one of the ones, even though his Wizards not involved, or, or Bobcats, pardon me, his old Wizards, right? His, uh, yeah. his Hornet not involved. Go. Charlotte, um, you know, once he uh, was started pushing on Adam Silver to just do it like normal, do a 16-team, do, you know, all these best of sevens, to do it like guys are accustomed to as opposed to any sort of world cup style tournament, like we're going to see from MLS and it's restart, you know, yeah, the, the games will be played the way that they are normally played, but all of those other elements, like you talked about, make this just a total and complete wild card that to me bet on whoever you want to bet on from, from an odd standpoint, but I don't feel like the Lakers, the Clippers, teams like that, or, or Bucks, are just so automatically favorites anymore. I really don't. You know, I and no. as much as a competitor as as someone like LeBron is, is he going to really say like, uh, look, I, I mean, yeah, I, I want to continue to win championships. I want to be in that conversation, Michael, Kobe, everybody else in terms of number of titles. But is uh, is this? Do I need to do this? Like my family's at home. There's real world stuff going on that I, that I want to take a, a larger role in, you know, we haven't even obviously talked about the impact and the, the relevance of the black lives matter movement to this whole conversation, which is why uh, Kyrie Irving, who's injured and wasn't going to play anyway, but uh, he Bradley, part of the coalition, uh, Dwight Howard, some of the other guys that have said is, you know, should the league be doing this right now? And I know the league and players association, they've been working together and, uh, there were the reports even just yesterday talking about potentially putting uh, social justice messages on the backs of jerseys instead of names, uh, working with uh, Nike and, and others to potentially do that. But there, there's so much involved in this that goes beyond the games that even after the fact, even after a champ is crowned, the games might be kind of an afterthought. Yeah, and I think this is a completely valid point. Like, uh, forget about the health and safety stuff. Like, there's a legitimate social movement happening right now, a very important one that I think we all should get behind here. Um, and we can't 
lose momentum on this movement. We just can't. I mean, it's it's been long enough. As you know, a white male, I know this means absolutely coming from me means not a whole lot. Um, but we can't let the momentum that we've gained slow down at this point. Um, and it feels again a little ridiculous that we're going to play sports, and sometimes that can be uh, something that brings us all together more than it apparently is, or it could be something that takes away from this movement and puts the spotlight on something else, which is not what we should be doing. And I, and I don't know if putting social justice, you know, words in the back of your Jersey is really going to do it here. Okay. Like I just, yeah. you know, I, I applaud the idea. Right. Um, but I think there's way more to be done here. Um, this is, you know, you can go back, you know, the people like, Oh yeah. Kaepernick's been doing this for years. Is You know, African-Americans, black people in this country have been fighting for this for 400 years, okay? Okay, mm. this is not a th- four-year window. This is a 400-year window, and it needs to stop. And if, if you know, Kyrie's like, look, I'm, I'm not playing, um, or if he could have played, like, I'm not playing because I need to focus more of my energy here. And if, and if other players around the league are like, yep, we're – like Kyle Korver came out and said, look, if, if some of my Bucks like, teammates, if they don't want to play because they want to support Black Lives Matters, you will not see me on the floor. And I was like, good for you, Kyle Korver. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so if, if – and I, I – again, totally think that's a justifiable, worthy reason to say, screw this tournament. We need to, we need to focus on bigger stuff. I, I have no problem with it, and I applaud the people that, that, that duck out for that because, again, it's – they're saying no to financial stuff. You're not going to collect the paycheck or any of that stuff. You're saying no to that to, to better the lives of countless others throughout this country. I think that's a, a, a very uh, admirable um, position to be in. And if anybody that does that and wants to do that, uh, I, I applaud that and power to you. Yeah, it's one of the elements of this conversation. And, and we'll wrap here. But it's it's one of the aspects that as the – days weeks these shows go on to get closer to teams reporting to florida and obviously games on july 31st if in fact everything is under control and they happen and uh, i'm sure the league is going to try its damnedest to try obviously the um the number of guys that do continue to drop out if they do is going to be one of those things to watch it's yeah. it's really going to be interesting like you talked about bertons for for one reason bradley for another reason we haven't even had guys drop out yet specifically for the movement reason, but will that happen? It very well may. So it's at, and like you said, I'm not going to blame anybody. This is, this is way, all of this is way more important than sports, than playing games, than, you know, millionaires earning paychecks that they'll start to collect again in, uh, you know, in the future, like they're fine. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, good. they're, they're economically stable far more so than the vast majority of us. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really, uh, it, it's hard not to just be interested and fascinated by the whole thing. I know here in this show, we really didn't get into the Celtics specific chances. You know, Evan did a, a really good job outlining, um, you know, what the roster looks like and, and whether there's, um, you know, how, how they'll approach this thing mentally, but from a talent standpoint and physically and health and all that stuff, we can do that in the shows to come as we get closer to these games. But, um, you know, I, can we, I'm can really... we do one, can we do one just for the people just to sure. wet the whistle a little bit? Yeah, please. One, uh, Tatum obviously is the most important factor here, right? Like if mm-hmm. let's just say these games get played and, and everything goes well, Tatum's, you know, these eight games, that they have prior to, to the actual playoff starting. 
Tatum's resumption of what he was elevating to yeah. is by far the most important thing that they could that they can go through here. Like he has to because you know, look, this is a good team, even if you know Tatum isn't gonna be superstar Tatum, right? But if if they get the guy since he was announced an all-star, oh. if they get the guy that from that day to March 10th, that's that makes you think that they have a real shot. And Tatum's emergence as a two-way force, especially as an isolation scorer uh, over the past, well, what feels like eight months ago, um, but the end, you know, that February, March was unbelievable. And I was mm-hmm. watching highlights, and I go back, watched a couple of different games. You watch the Laker games. You watch the games against the Clippers um, where he's like going at Anthony Davis in isolation, like 28 feet from the basket and scoring over him. He's attacking Kawhi Leonard off the bounce. Uh, he's attacking Paul George and, and leaving him in the dust off the bounce. And you're, and I'm sitting here like, this is, this is exactly what Boston needed. If they were really going to take that leap to, to be a little, a real true contender. And if Tatum's going to be that guy and Kemba's healthy again, um, they have a, as good of a shot as anybody with this format um, to, to really, to really win this thing. I, I just, you know, that's when they start, when the ball rolls out on, if they even play on July 31st, watching Tatum is going to be the most important factor in this whole thing. And I, and I, and I, and I, I can't wait to see it in a way, but I also can wait because there's so much other stuff going on. That's way right. more important, but to just to wet the whistle a little bit and give everybody at least a little bit of basketball. Um, I am just, uh, overly excited in a way, but also not overly excited to watch Tatum play again. Um, if you get what I mean? No, I totally get it. And I'll save my thoughts for the next one on, uh, on, on him. And as we start to get into guys, but I, I think you're, I think you're right. He is absolutely the most important player when it comes to this restart and what he looks like. And I don't mean, I don't mean what he looks like physically necessarily, because if you saw any pictures of him on social media in the last couple oh, of Oh, the haircut's so man, bad. Looks like an absolute mess. The uh, hair appeared all of it. He he looks like he you know lived in a cave for uh for a couple like, months. And he looks like the world. He looks like if Trey Young had better hair, which is like not a compliment. Okay, <laughs> Trey yeah. Young. I don't know what Trey Young has. Like I, that is just I, the best. Um, the best way I've seen it described is like if a lollipop got cut under the couch and you pulled it out, <laughs> and it had all this like hair stuck to it. Like that is the best description of Trey Young's hairstyle and my description of Tatum is like if Trey Young had more hair this is what this is what it would look like it yeah is hopefully really he, uh ho- hopefully he's taking care of himself more from the neck down than he has I hope so that's rough bro I mean look we're all not looking good at all I mean you know none of us are looking great after this whole thing but no <laughs> he has no. a little bit more uh resources at his, his disposal than the average American I think I think he could find a way to make to tighten that up a little bit. You need yeah, that fade that back. Private barber over with uh, with the mask and in a hazmat suit. Yeah. Just do a quick cut. Yeah, somebody, please help out yeah. my boy Tatum for crying. Hey, for the people, if anyone is checking this out on video, by the way, hope, hopefully this guy's involved right here. Taco, Taco, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. But uh, all right, we'll save uh, future thoughts for future shows because there are a number in this restart for us as well to hit on. But. Uh, you know, today's show, once again, is brought to you by betonline.ag. To go to betonline.ag, make sure you do so for your exclusive sign-up bonus. You are encouraged to do so and uh, check out some of those odds that we highlighted before. But, hey, we're back, baby. Us, hopefully the NBA as well, as long as everything health and safety-wise cooperates, which I know is the uh, 
we always talk about, hey, who's the X factor for blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the biggest X factor of them all. We're going to keep an eye on it going forward. These shows back weekly, folks. Celtics Beat, part of the CLNS Media Network. My thanks to Evan Valenti. Good to see you again. Good to talk to you again. Been a little bit. I know, right? It's like I'm dying here, but I'm glad uh, we're resuming some sort of normality, which is great. Sports are coming, folks. I'm Adam Kaufman. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll talk to you again real soon.